Uh, so the first passage is Joshua 1, 5 through 9, so I'll start out uh, reading that, I guess. Uh, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest deserve to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper uh, whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest deserve to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Amen. Uh, so next, uh, I guess we'll go into prayer for it. Uh, uh, God, just just be able to use me tonight to preach your word, Lord. Get me out of the way. And uh, God, just give me the strength tonight. And just fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. And uh, thank you for the day that you made for me to enjoy, Lord. Uh, thank you for this some of the time I've got to study, Lord, and learn and learn and strengthen my knowledge about you, Lord. Uh, be with the prayer request that we had earlier, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so after Moses passes away, Joshua takes command. And now Joshua now has a job, and that is to be basically the person who is going to go into the promised land and basically be that leader for Israel, for the army of Israel taking the, the land. And uh, this uh, this first chapter is what the... So this like passage I just read, like Joshua 1, 1 through 10, I just read like half the second half of it. Uh, this is what the Lord tells Joshua before basically he goes out into the promised land and starts taking of the land. And the first, the first part I read was uh, God promising Joshua, as as uh, Joshua one five says, "There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee." Uh, God blessed Joshua with great power, as you can see, because the first part says. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days yeah. of thy life. So Joshua was blessed with great power from God. And he also promises uh, his presence to. Uh, he promises he promises his presence. He promises that he's not going to forsake him. And he promises that he's not going to fail Joshua either. And uh, some of these promises we do not have. We do not have this the first part of Joshua 1.5. That's not a promise that you can really find many other places because it's not always going to be there. But, for example, uh, in Hebrews 13.5, he promises that he'll never leave nor forsake us in Hebrews 13.5. Uh, 
And if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Amen. And and uh, God never failed Joshua a single minute of his life. And even though we fail God, God hasn't failed us. That's right. right. And next, God gives him a commandment. Uh, he's going to give him this commandment three different times in these next four verses. Because God wanted to make it bold and clear what he needed from Joshua to be used. And uh, Joshua 1.6 says, Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. And this time, when God says, Be strong and of good courage, he lists a reason this time. He tells them that he's going to have to, for the that he's going to be the person that divides the land for the children of Israel. And God also reminds them of the promise that he gave unto the, uh, the fathers before him that they were going to have the uh, promised land. And uh, God gave a purpose to Joshua and had a purpose for Joshua's life. And God has a uh, not maybe not the same purpose of taking the promised land, but God has a purpose for us Amen. in each one of our lives. Yes, that's right. And God wants us to be strong and courageous in our calling that He has given us. That's right. Uh, whether it be singing in church, being a church leader, being a pastor, uh, serving in the church other ways, being a prayer warrior, whatever it is that God has gifted us and called us to do, He wants us to be strong and courageous in it. And the second commandment, the second time uh, God says, uh, only this time he says it just a little bit differently. Only be thou strong and very courageous. This time he adds only. And then he also adds very courageous or very. And, and then next uh, God adds that thou mayest deserve to do according to to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Uh, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest deserve to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And uh, and so Joshua, uh, after being told to be only strong and very courageous, he was told to observe the law. That he was going to have to meditate in the law day and night. And he told them that you're going to have to be observing it. And you're going to have to know the law because... You can't be turning from the right or to the left. You can't yeah. be going astray from what the Bible says. And God wants the same thing as Christians. He wants us, the reason why we need to know the Bible is because we need, uh, one. I would say one of my favorite like Bible acronyms, so basic instruction before leaving earth. Uh, that's like a famous acron acronym for Bible. 
And it's basically our instruction. It's our guidebook that we have before, before we leave this, while we're on this earth, walking, walking our time. We need to be using this as our guidebook because that's what Josh, Joshua was using as his guidebook. He was using it because uh, if he would have went off from the Bible, he would have lost his prosperity. Yeah. And so we need to be staying on the, on the word of God because that's where, because we got to know, because the only thing that's going to keep us from knowing, from going a left or right, away from the word of God, is the word of God. That's right. That's the only thing that's going to keep us on it. And, and that means that we're going to have to be in it a lot. Because if we aren't getting into the word, we're not going to know if we're going left or if we're going right. The only thing that keeps us straight with the word of the Lord and knowing it is staying on. And then he tells uh, Joshua, if he stays in it, that for Joshua, he would have, his way would be prosperous and he would have success if he stayed on the word of the Lord. Yeah. And Joshua had many great victories in his life and he had a lot of success because at the Israel takes the promised land and then he divides it up for them. So they had many successes, many great victories, such as we could think a lot of them, like the walls of Jericho, uh, when God took that city for them. You saw God move a lot in Joshua's life. And then the third commandment that he gives to Joshua, or the third time he tells them this, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. This is what he adds the third time. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Yes. Yes. And and so being the opposite of strong and of good courage is being afraid and dismayed. Because if you're afraid, you're not going to have a strong courage. You're not going to be. You're not going to be have a good courage, and you're not going to be strong if you're afraid to step out and do something for the Lord. If you're too afraid to sing and do what God has called you to do, because you're afraid of what people are going to think, and you're just discouraged in general, you're not going to be able to be strong and have good courage like God wants us to be. And and then next He promises him that He's going to. He reminds them that he's going to have his presence again. He said he's going to be with them wherever he goes. And so there's going to be times in our life, or maybe for some people, that uh, we're just going to feel that God's been prosperous in our life. He's blessed us with a lot. We need to stay faithful to him just like Joshua was in his life. And then there's going to be times in our life where it feels like there's no victories, no spiritual victories, and we're going to have to stay faithful in those. So next I want to turn to uh, Psalms 44, 15 through 22. And uh, so this one says... My confusion is continually before me, and the shame of my face have covered me. 
For the voice of him that reproacheth and blasphemeth, by reason of the enemy and avenger, all this is come upon us. Yet have we not forgotten thee, neither have we dealt falsely in thy covenant. Our heart is not turned back, neither have our steps declined from thy way. Uh, though thou hast sore broken us in the place of dragons, and covered us with the shadow of death, if we have forgotten the name of our God, or stretched our hands to a strange God, shall not God search this out? For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. Yea, for thy sake are we killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. And uh, first, uh, I'll just read verse 15 again. My confusion is continually before me, and the shame of my face have covered me. Uh, the psalmist here uh, isn't listed, but this psalmist is right now confused. He is confused at the circumstances going on. Uh, he's suffering with confusion because he, because they have done what they're uh, supposed to do. They have followed what they've been told to do in Deuteronomy 4.9. Only take heed to thyself, and keep thy soul diligent, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. Guess what? They have done this. Their fathers have told them, because you can read it at the beginning of the chapter, their fathers have told them about what God has done for them. And... He feels cast off. Uh, verse 12 talks about how the children of the, uh, Israel are being sold off into slavery. And, and at this time, it feels like defeat for the children of Israel, even though they were staying faithful to God. And And most times when we think, Oh, Israel's going through slavery and all that. We think that Israel has gone astray. But this was one of the times, and when Israel is just feeling defeated and weakened, this is one of the times where they actually stayed faithful to God, as is uh, recorded. And, and they, for example, they kept their covenant and didn't deal falsely in it. Their, their hearts did not turn away. There's their steps didn't decline from God. So they kept their steps when they were walking with the Lord. They didn't start, uh, you know, they were drawing closer, having closer relationship, and then they didn't start stepping back. They, their steps didn't draw backwards. And uh, they didn't start compromising either, because their steps would have went backwards if they compromised. And I'm sure sometimes, just like how the psalmist was wondering, because he was in confusion, he was in shame, and because of what was happening, I'm sure sometimes we wonder just the same thing. Why are we going through this? Uh, why, why, God, is this happening to us? Uh, we may be wondering those questions, just like the psalmist was feeling at this time. Yeah. And, 
And you can honestly just read how defeated the psalmist felt here. Uh, Psalms 44.19. It says, Though thou hast sore broken us in the place of dragons, and covered us with the shadow of death. Uh, they felt defeated, even though they were faithful. And uh, and I'm sure there's times in our walk with God that we feel, that we may even feel like in this kind of love. Yeah. And guess what? God can still work in this love. That's right. And he can take you right out of that low, or he can keep you in that low and have you be a blessing, even when you're going through that low. And all God has to use is someone that is staying faithful to him. Because think about this. The psalmist was used by God for great things. He wrote a chapter of the Bible. He wrote one of the psalms in the Bible so that God used him for something great, even though he was in a low at this time. So God can, if God can use that psalmist that's not named, he can use us to do something great too. Amen. Even if we are in a low, just like how he felt. And, and the psalmist mentions the real reason for what they were going through. He said... Yea, for thy sake are we killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. And Israel was being attacked because they chose the side of God. Because thy sake. So that, that thy means you're there. So he's saying, for basically saying, because of we have chosen, we are following God. This is the reason why we are being killed all the day long. And the reason why we are going through this. And, but even when we feel defeated, God hasn't forsaken us. He is still there with us, even Amen. when we feel that defeat. Amen. And even when we feel like our prayers haven't been answered like we wanted to, he is still there listening to our prayers. Amen. And right. uh, you may have to... When you're sometimes you're going through the trial, you may have to confess sin. But guess what? Don't give up prayer. Don't give up reading your Bible, fighting the good fight when you're in this challenging part of life. Don't give up on being faithful. And stay faithful just like the psalmist did, even when it wasn't prosperous and it felt like defeat. And now to the final passage, Romans 8, 35 through 39. And uh, I'll give you guys a second to flip so you guys can read it and while I'm uh, speaking it aloud. That's good. And the, okay. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So, Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, 
nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things a present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And Romans 8.35, I'll start out with that again. Who shall separate us from the love yes. of Christ? Yes. Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword? Guess what? Right here it makes it very clear that no one can separate us from the love of Christ. God still loves us even when we are in tribulation, right. even when we are in our shame, because that's what uh, nakedness basically means there. Even when we are distressed, and when we're going through persecution, famine, pearl, or even the sword. And guess what? Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That means since he died on the cross for all our sins, he died on the cross for the easy times and our hard times. And next, Romans 8.36. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Uh... We already know where that's found, because that's where God's pointed me to go over. And, and, and in the actual sense, in the presence, uh, in like the Roman, when this was sent to the, like, the Roman people of the Church of Rome, and uh, they were going to soon go under uh, massive persecution in their church. Uh, it was soon to happen in this church that started in Rome, and... Right here, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is warning them, basically, of things that are going to come to them for their faith in God. And next, uh, Romans uh, 8.37. Uh, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Yeah. Uh, Christ, uh, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, for whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah. And uh, he died for the whole world, and that means he died for everyone on it. And Romans 10, 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And right there, he, he Jesus died for people to call upon his name and for repentance of sins. And that we are given eternal life uh, for that re true repentance and true remorse to God for our sins. And uh, and also, uh, I mean, as as witnesses, as that's what we are commanded to do. We've heard many people say. Our sin is too great for for Christ to die for them all. We've probably heard people say that many times that we've sinned too much and it's things like that. And uh, Christ's love is greater than all the sins if we can uh, confess yeah. our sins. And First uh, Peter two twenty four I think says it plainly right here: Who his own self bear our sins and his. Yeah own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. Uh, first part is our. So that pretty much means everyone's. That he bore all everyone's sin. 
that on the cross. And uh, in this walk of God, uh, next part, we are more than conquerors uh, through him that love us. Uh, we have, uh, when, we're going through, when we're going through trials, when we're going through tribulations, we, and even when we're going through the easy time, uh, there's more than just that spiritual victory that we rejoice about. Because Jesus Christ, guess what? Since we are saved, Jesus Christ died for our sins. And uh, that is something to be joyful about every single day. And guess what? Since Jesus Christ died for our sins, he has forgiven us. And guess what? He has transformed our lives too. If we have allowed him to transform our lives and allowed us to move, allowed him to move in our life and take things out that take sin out of our life. And to live a transformed life means that God has to be working in us. Amen. Uh, and living a faithful life to God means we have to allow him to transform our lives from the sinner that we were worth to what he has called us to be. And so while we were at church camp, uh, one of the skits, uh, when I was thinking about it, so basically for devotion time, uh, so they basically, before it, they would kind of do like an objective devotion, or an objective skit, not devotion. And then after that, they would have like, I guess, like the devotion where the uh, where Josh and Adam would basically discuss uh, what they had on the devotion and use different, and the passage they had with it. So before it, they would have uh, a skit uh, that's what they did Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Monday was a really long lesson, so they didn't really do that. So Tuesday, I mean the Wednesday skit, so they had two people, right? Uh, one of them was representing God at this point, and the other one was re representing a new believer. And uh, they used basically like, I would say like, a house setting with like different decorations in the house and uh, and different ones like first when so when God first came to dwell it was like worldliness like they had a globe, globe that represented worldliness and so like different worldly things and so in the skit so when God comes to dwell in this new person's life uh, so God takes out different things like, for example, he took away the globe and replaced it with something else. He took out the worldliness and placed it with somewhere, somewhere, uh, something else. And he did that with different items, right? And so, uh, the person whose life was being changed, uh, while God was uh, changing something else, right? Basically, that person would go right behind and remove it out. And replace, put the globe back in. Because they didn't want to transform their lives. And... That's not how we're supposed to be as Christians. We are supposed to be allowing God to move in our lives. Uh, I know it took me a little bit to explain that. The visual probably would have been a lot better, but I don't really have that on me. So, uh, And uh, next uh, is the persuasion uh, that Paul mentions in uh, Romans uh, 8, 38 through 39. And it says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor 
things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And guess what? I am persuaded, just like Paul is, that there is nothing that can separate anyone from the love of Christ. And guess what? The devil will try to sell the lie that isn't true. He's going to say, guess what? You can be separated from the love of God. That it, He's going to try to sell that lie to many Christians and many unsaved people that are trying to know the Lord. He's going to say they have too much sin that God can't forgive. The devil loves using that one because we've heard that one all over the place. That is one of his favorite lies I think he wants, he uses to keep an unsaved person away from God. And and also, as a Christian, he's going to say, oh yeah, because you're going through this trial, God doesn't really love you. That is a lie right here, as we see in the Word of God. Because nothing can separate us from the love of God. And uh, uh, in conclusion, uh, you know, uh, tonight you might have been having the life that uh, Joshua, very prosperous, everything's going really well. Yeah. Uh, but here's my question for you. Have you been faithful like Joshua? Have you been faithful to God like Joshua was? Uh, tonight, you might have been living the life uh, that the psalmist in Psalms 44 feels like. Like he felt like he was in the valley of the shadow of death. You may not exactly feel that low, but, but it might be close to how you're feeling. Have you been faithful to God uh, like, just like the psalmist has been? If you're feeling that way. And, and uh, next, uh, uh, you also, maybe, you would say that, that you haven't, maybe you're feeling that you haven't been faithful to God like you should be, right? And you might have felt that you um, haven't been as faithful and that you have uh, kind of lost your way and you're walking away from God, you, you feel that way because you haven't been faithful to him. Uh, so another thing uh, with church camp last week, so one of the campers there, right, uh, he went up to the, uh, the altar Tuesday night, and uh, so when I went over to pray with him because we're pretty much buddy-buddy at church camp, and... Uh, he said that, uh, he said his words, while he was there, tears were just streaming down his face the whole time. You could even hear, like, the crying, grunting noise because of how hard he was crying. And his words said that he lost his way from the Lord. He said that he walked away from God. But, and some of us may feel that way just like the camper did to, uh, tonight. But guess what? Even if you feel like that, God still loves you, and God is waiting, just calling you back, because guess what? You're not separated from the love of God. So God is just waiting for you to come back to Him. That's right. And That's good. Yeah. maybe you're in the trial tonight, and you wonder if God still loves you. Guess what? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Even when you're in that trial, God still loves you. Yeah. And... Uh, I guess I'll have the pastor come up and uh, do the song. Uh, uh, normally stand up. Or... Okay. Thank you.
I don't, I don't think about these things too much. Uh, so, uh, if you have anything to pray about tonight, uh, you can just do it from your chairs. Uh, if God has uh, convicted you in any way, uh, you shouldn't uh, not take the time not to deal with it. Or, I mean, you should deal with it right now. I hopefully, hopefully I didn't tongue-tie myself. <laughs> uh,